What is going on, everybody? Welcome to our New York Mets podcast. That's right. In case you haven't noticed, this podcast now has a name. It is not yours. It is not mine. It is our New York Mets podcast. It took me forever what it felt like to come up with a name that was that just had the right feeling and I figured you know what I put in the effort to record these episodes you take your beautiful time to listen to these episodes and we have one thing in common we are New York Mets fans so what better name for this podcast than our New York Mets podcast so go follow on twitter our at our mets podcast uh my twitter you know is going through a little bit of a a makeover it feels right it felt right um and the the timing was really good i felt especially since yesterday saturday was the old timers game for the new york mets uh i'm gonna be speaking on that a little bit uh, a little bit about the Colorado series and our upcoming series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Thank you for tuning in, though. I really appreciate it. Um, I will, me personally, I am not going through any makeover. I will be me. I will speak what's on my mind. Um, I just wanted to clean up my platform a little bit. I wanted to separate uh my three favorite teams so you know i'll have something for them you know this will be obviously only a mets lane i'll have something for you know the giants new york giants will have their own lane and the brooklyn nets will have their own lane so uh but this is how i wanted to separate it so once again welcome to our new york mets podcast we start off with the old timers day the old timers game uh it was really cool to see uh, a lot of, you know, of the older players at City Field yesterday, and it just brought back a lot of memories. You know, I don't have a lot of memories. I have zero memories about 69. I have uh, very few memories of 1986. I was only four years old when the Mets won in 1986, but I've seen a lot of highlights, watched a lot of interviews. My brother, my dad, they've all talked about the 1986 New York Mets team. And so I've heard the stories from them. I've heard the stories from friends and, you know, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have that, that 1986, a year to remember VHS. So I got to experience the 1986 Mets that way. And, uh, you know, just seeing a bunch of guys from that team, uh, Ray Knight, Keith Hernandez, Strawberry, Santana, Kevin Elster, just to see, you know, those players out there, uh, just to see them. It, it wasn't even about the game itself. It was just seeing them smile, be happy. Um, it was awesome. And if 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 you didn't get emotional at any time during, uh, you know the player introductions from Ho- Howie Rose, um, you know, shame on you. Uh, I I got pretty emotional. It was it was great to see, you know. And obviously, as I got older and 
we had the Mike Piazzas and the Alfonso's and the Pedro's and the Robin Venturas. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome to see. Huge props to Steve Cohen. You know, Steve Cohen, um, he's a fan of the New York Mets. He truly loves and he has a special place in his heart for the New York Mets. And it really shows. It really shows, you know. Yeah, he's got a ton of money. Yeah, he could probably go out there and sign whoever. But what he's done in less than two years as owner of the New York Mets is really, really amazing. But it really makes me proud to be a New York Mets fan today. And I can't say that I had that same feeling while the previous ownership was in Queens. But I, I can comfortably say that I'm really proud to be a New York Mets fan. Steve Cohen really cares. He is involved. He talks and reaches out to the fans. He interacts with the fans. He doesn't come off as a dick. He has the best interest of us, the fans. He has the best interest for the franchise. And, um, you know... What made my day on Saturday was, was uh, you know, the quote from Ray Knight. I love the New York Mets. I don't like the Wilpons. Um, it, it's, it's even more glaring right now how bad the previous ownership treated the franchise and treated the fans. And the players to a certain extent. They really didn't give a shit about none of us. And here's Steve Cohen. Um, who really gives a shit. Who even went out and retired a player who played for the Mets for only two seasons. At the very tail end of his career. And he retires his number. I know people have mixed feelings about it. I really don't care. I think it's an awesome honor. And um, and I think it's great. I think it's great that he, after 20-something years, Steve Cohen held the Old Timers Day game. I think it is. it speaks volumes for the franchise. It speaks volumes for the name on the front of the jersey and not the back. I think it's huge for current players to experience and see that because now it's going to want them to maybe rethink their situation and realize that the New York Mets are a different organization than they were two years ago and that they have an owner that will welcome back a player like Ray Knight who was so freaking important to the New York Mets. And, you know, future players, hopefully they want to come to Queens and play for the New York Mets and represent the Mets. So I think it's it's huge for a franchise going forward. You know what? I'm going to say this. I thought about it earlier. I really, I was going to say I don't, I don't care. I do care. But it won't bother me if the Mets do not win the World Series this season. 
Because I think what we are building or what Steve Cohen is building is 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 something worth so much more. So I won't be as bothered because the franchise and things take time to develop, but it feels like with the Mets it, it's it's developed rather quickly. And um you know, longevity sustained success that's what steve cohen is trying to build and i I think the future for the mets as a franchise as a whole and and us included us fans you and i i think we're in good hands and it's really bright and great to see there's i mean there's nothing negative i can say about the old timers day game yesterday from the New York Mets, everything was very well put together. Um, I do wish Gary Carter's name was mentioned, though, because the kid was so important. He was the motor, the heart of that uh, New York Mets team. I really wish that his name was mentioned. I don't remember hearing his name. That's my only gripe, but that's all right. Um so look, the Mets had a very mediocre week. They end the week 3-3. Three and three. They lost the first two games to the uh, Yankees. Then they came uh, to Queens from the Bronx to play the Rockies in a four-game set. We took three out of four. Um, I would have liked to split with the Yankees, but we left way too many runners on base. We didn't come through with key hits when we needed them. And with the Rockies, it was kind of the same today. We lose one nothing after Scherzer pitched a great game, 11 strikeouts, 7 innings. If I sound like I'm screaming because I feel like I am, I apologize. I'll try to I'll try to tone it down a little bit. But Max Scherzer had a great game, 4 hits, 11 strikeouts. Uh, seven innings, he moves uh, into third, tied with the most, third most, 10 or more strikeouts in the game, I believe. So, uh, you know, he's he just moves up those rankings as a pitcher. But our offense looked really bad out there today. We only get two or three hits, I believe. Not very good. Um and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I expected us to sweep the Rockies. I didn't, I, I you know, I watched the, the games with one eye open um, because it's, it's the fucking Rockies. It's a team that we're supposed to beat, uh, but I'll take three out of four any day against any team. I don't care who it is. Uh, we just need the, the Atlanta Braves to lose to the Cardinals and, you know, we're, we're, we're still three games up, so um you know i i look forward when when we play teams like the rockies and the nationals you know i have certain expectations right and and they're to beat up on them and sometimes we don't beat up on them but we do win the games and that's what's important and during you know a series like this against the rockies i tend to look forward and i'm looking forward to this series against the los angeles dodgers because let's keep it real the dodgers are um a very talented team they are a very good regular season team they have a lot of good players they got some really solid pitching and you know they've been they are always one of the 
the best teams in 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 the majors. Um, it feels like they win a hundred games every season. But I, you know, I emphasize that they are a really good regular season team because sometimes, you know, when the playoffs come around, they kind of choke. Now they do have a very recent World Series championship, and that's all good. But you know, they they tend to have a letdown. So, you know, for everybody that talks shit about the New York Mets choking, I, the Dodgers do plenty of it. It's just that they have a World Series recently, and that overlooks everything else but don't get it confused the Dodgers are very good during the regular season and then they tend to not play very well lose whatever the case may be in the postseason now we have we're facing two left-handed pitchers pitchers uh this coming up series Andrew Haney um and probably Tyler Anderson it sounds like Kershaw may be ready to go against the Mets on Thursday, but I don't think they will uh, pitch Kershaw against the Mets, and they'll they'll save him for their next series. But you know, the Mets have not been great against left-handed pitching. We have been uh, for some reason, which it feels like every season or much of late, we just can't hit um, left-handed pitching very well. Andrew Haney, nine games started this season. He has a 1.94 ERA versus right-handed batters. He has a 193 batting average against. Opponents on base percentage is 279. Uh, He's given up five home runs against right-handed batters. Hopefully Escobar can do some damage because we're going to see plenty of Eduardo Escobar Versus left-handed pitching. Unfortunately, he looked really bad today against the Rockies in that last inning with the um, with that strikeout. I mean, that ball looked like it floated in the air forever, and it was slow motion, and Escobar just couldn't fucking hit it. He looked really bad. Escobar has been terrible all season, to be honest with you. Um, now, he did have a home run and two RBIs. Against the Dodgers in that first series in June where the teams both split. Um, McNeil. McNeil is batting 316 versus left-handed pitching. McNeil's, you know, been really solid for the Mets. Uh, but we're going to need everybody else to step it up. It, you know, we can't be... We can't be this bad against left-handed pitching especially in the postseason. Uh, Tyler Anderson is the other one that is uh, pitching, I believe, the third game in this series. In the first series in June, he went six innings, five strikeouts, zero walks, three hits as the Dodgers won that game six to one. He's got 13 quality starts this season. And Tyler Anderson has a career best going in ERA, whip, and wins. So, you know, this is a pretty tough team. Um, Dodgers are no joke. They've been really good since the All-Star break. We all know that. The Mets have taken a step back. They have not fallen off the cliff. But you can see the regression in some of the stats. Um, you know, I'll go over some some second-half stats here. The Dodgers are batting 281. 
the Mets batting average is 273. This is as a team in the second half. Uh, the on-base percentage is pretty close, uh, 348 to 345. You know, the home runs, the, the Mets are still not a home run hidden team. They're not going to be. It's not what the team is about. Um, the strikeouts, the Mets have 259 strikeouts in the second half of the season, while the Dodgers have struck out 284 times. The walks, the Mets have uh, drawn 108 walks in the second half, while the Dodgers have drawn 120. So, you know, as, as we watch the Mets, I don't think anything is going to change at this point. We are who we are. We are going to be manufacturing runs. I know that we had a tough time doing that against the Rockies and the uh, Yankees this past week. But that's who this team is. Um, they're gonna. They're not gonna strike out. They're gonna grind out the at bats. They're gonna make the pitchers work. And it to me, it's felt like they they make the better pitchers work even more. Like they get, they over anticipate. They they try even harder against the pitchers in you know in 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 the lower tier pitchers, but against the pretty good ones, we grind out at bats, and that's huge. That's really good, right? Um, and it's just who the Mets the Mets are at this point. So you know the offense is gonna have to wake up a little bit. The good thing is that our starting pitching is is pretty solid. Our relieving our relieve our relievers have not been that great as a whole, but I do want to point out Adovino, Lugo, Diaz, and to a certain extent Trevor May, because those guys have been really solid for us. And I know a lot of people shit on the Mets bullpen, and I'm not going to because I believe that they will I, I believe the light will turn on once the postseason lights turn on you know what i mean like Adovino in the second half of the season has an era of 1.13 okay he's pitched 16 innings five holds one home run allowed 20 strikeouts and four walks lugo in the second half of the season so far in 15.2 innings pitched he's got an era of 1.72 four holds zero home runs allowed 18 strikeouts and five walks. I'm not even going to speak about Edwin Diaz. No offense. We know what he's done. We know what he's capable of. And we know what to expect from him at this point. Um, solid season from Diaz, obviously. Trevor May, look, his ERA is 4.32 in eight and a thirds innings pitch. But the guy has 12 strikeouts and two walks. He's allowed two home runs. But it's very... It's a positive sign that he has not allowed a lot of walks, um, you know, and, and Trevor May, what has kind of impressed me with him after coming back from the injured list is his velocity on some of his fastball. You know, he averages around 95.9. Uh, he's reached back and, and thrown 97 a few times. It's, it, you know, it complements his slider pretty well. So I think Trevor May is going to end up being a really key piece for the New York Mets. Like, the bridge can extend if we can get solid innings from Trevor May. We just need the walks to be minimized because walks are, 
the killer of all killers in the postseason. And those three pitchers that I just mentioned, Adovino, Lugo, and May, have done a, a good job at minimizing the walks. It's everybody else. Givens has been terrible. Joely Rodriguez has been not that great. So we need these other guys to really minimize things. And speaking of the bullpen, I'm hoping that David Peterson, um, you know, becomes the anchor, the left-handed specialist out of the bullpen come postseason time. Um, I don't think enough can be said about David Peterson because he continues to just show up. The Mets say, hey, you're going to be a reliever, and he just comes in and does his job. Hey, you're going to pitch on, you know, you haven't started in like two weeks. We're going to call you up, and you're going to pitch. And he's just focused, and he's pitching very well right now. Um, he also needs to cut down on the walks, but I'm I'm kind of really eager to see him come postseason time. Um, I know I got away from the Mets and Dodgers series, but I, you know I want to keep going over some numbers. You know the Dodgers are winning, but they're not they're not really playing great. Like the offense is not playing that great. Freddie Freeman, he's five for his last eighteen, um, zero home runs. Actually, no, I'm sorry, uh, Freeman. This these are his stats against the series against us back in June. June he went five for eighteen. Three strikeouts, no walks, only one extra base hit. Uh, Chris Taylor, his last 30 games, he's batting 184 with 48 strikeouts and 10 walks. He went 4 for 15 against the Mets back in June. A home run, RBI, three runs scored. Five strikeouts, zero walks. Uh, Max Muncy, he did not play in the first series against the Mets back in June. He's currently four for his last 22, so he's batting 182. Um, Kimbrell, he's got a home ERA of 391. His away ERA is 4.74. His opponent batting average is 50 points higher on the road. He had a good April, but that's about it. Um, I'm not, I'm not scared of the Dodgers. Like I, I admit. I acknowledge they're a good team, but we can beat the Dodgers. Obviously, and obviously anybody can. But I'm just not scared scared of them, you know? Like Mookie Betts is the only one that I'm really in fear of. But um, you know, the Dodgers seem to play very well against the Padres. We're not the Padres. So hopefully. Uh, you know, uh, look, I'm looking for two out of three against the Dodgers, plain and simple. That's what I'm looking at. Um, let's hope that the Mets come to play and the offense wakes up a little bit. We need this because the Braves are on our ass. They go and play the Rockies next. And it seems like they're not fucking losing, but the Mets must be doing something right because throughout all of this. We're still three games up or two and a half up as of now. Waiting to see tonight if the Cardinals can beat the Braves. Um, so yeah, we're going to be up against Andrew Haney, uh, Dustin May. 
This is just going to be, I, I believe, his third start after he came back from injury. He's 1-1 one one on the season. Both of his starts against Miami. We're not the fucking Marlins. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, other than that, let's see. We got, like I said, we got three against the Dodgers and the Nationals at home. The Braves have... The, uh, uh, their next six games are at home against Colorado and Miami. And the Phillies are, they go on a West Coast trip against the Diamondbacks and the Giants. I'll tell you what, man. I would not want to play the Phillies in the postseason. Because, number one, we don't like the Phillies, right? And they just seem to play us very well. Like, I know this season we, we, we took care of business against the Phillies. But the Phillies are not a bad team, bro. Like, they are good. They have a very solid lineup. They have a okay one, two, and three. It's not terrible. They revamped their bullpen a little bit. Like, I, I truly... And look, there's nobody that hates Philadelphia sports more than I do. So, for me to say that, I think the Phillies are pretty good. I don't think they're as bad as our record shows. I just think that the Braves and the Mets took care of business against the Phillies and we're just a little better. But um, the Phillies are one team that I would not want to play because I would have a heart attack. I don't think people understand. But uh, top five records since the All-Star break. They're all fucking National League teams. The Dodgers, 27 and 8. Next are the Cardinals, 23 and 10. Next, the Mets, 24 and 11. The Braves, 23 and 11. And the fucking Phillies, 23 and 12. That is. That's heavy, man. Whoever comes out of the National League has been battle tested. Because that's tough right there. And I think the I think the Astros in the American League are pretty much in a class of their own. Um, but yeah, so we'll conclude this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I know you took the time out to listen listen to me talk for about thirty minutes. Um, make sure you go on Twitter, follow me at our Mets Podcast. Thank you.